You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you in trouble, though. Oh, you, yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. It's 24-7. My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, deep dives into celebrity legal scandals, and unfiltered combos with your favorite stars, I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. What's going on, everybody? You are listening or watching Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. I hope you are enjoying your thirsty Thursday if you're listening to this on the podcast. We did broadcast this live on Thursday night, so you are catching a rebroadcast. Hello, everybody. As you saw, we just launched our memberships on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Zach. Hello, Mary Ann Stout, who's a member of the Zach Pack crew. Russ Davis, who's a member. Sarah Bahu, who's a member. Joe Mendoza, who's a member. What's going on, guys? Hello. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Okay. Yes, we are going to be talking about all of the Diana Jenkins stuff, an update on the earrings, and an update on the orphans and widows, because I'm pretty sure you haven't heard in the news that the orphans and widows have since been paid. Are you ready? So we're going to take it from the top, all right? We got a lot to break down today. Um, we're going to be breaking down Diana Jenkins' latest announcement that she'll be down. Uh, sorry, that she'll be donating hundred thousand dollars to support the Indonesian families impacted by the Lion Air Flight Six Ten plane crash back in twenty eighteen. Lots of people had lots of different reactions, mostly bad reactions. So we'll go through them. And now, as some of you guys know, I have over a decade of experience in the nonprofit world. I started fundraising and organizing charity events when I was 15 years old, straight in high school, and I went on to run Jenny McCarthy's foundation, which helped families all around the globe. So I did that until I was about 25, 26, um, which is when I dove into podcasting full-time. So I understand this world, and I'm going to break down her latest announcement and some of the common feedback that people have been posting online. We'll start with the Diana stuff, we'll address all of the Erica stuff, and then we'll wrap with comments and questions that you guys sent in on Instagram and then obviously you know live chat that comes in as well um, I'm not going to be paying attention to too much of the live checks. I want to break down all of the details first, and then I'll go back and we'll dive into all the, the live chat comments. Okay, guys? So if I do ignore you at the beginning, I promise I'm not intentionally ignoring you. I just want to get through all of the key pieces and not get distracted, and then we'll dive into it. Okay, so the first common piece of feedback that people in, have been posting online about Diana's uh, pledge to donate um, is that she's donating to her own charity, okay? Her own charity. So yes and no. So she recently started the Sunella Foundation, presumably because as of right now, there is no specific charity or organization currently in place to accept donations for these families. So as of right now, if you or me wanted to make a donation to help these families, there's nowhere to do that. So she wouldn't be able to pledge anything or... Uh, uh, send it in the form of a donation and guarantee that it's going to these actual families. Because you can say, hey, trustee, I want to give you some cash. And if you give the trustee some cash, there's no guarantee that they're not going to get their cut or that it's going to go directly to the families. They have to go in order of precedent of the creditors. And to the trustee, they see the families as creditors, not 
victims, okay? This isn't your average GoFundMe that you can just start at home for one specific individual family or whatever the case may be. It's a charity fund run through a 501c3, okay? The trustee has nothing like this in place, nothing open to the public available to support these clients or these victims, likely because the trustee isn't really looking at them, as I mentioned, as victims. They're looking at them as creditors, people that Tom Girardi has owed money to or people that are claiming that Tom Girardi owes money to. Okay. Also, all of the funds, to clarify, all of the funds are collected through JVNG, which seems like legit nonprofit organization here in California. So Diana, I I looked, Diana is not on the board of directors of JVNG, nor is she an advisor of the foundation. So she has no skin in this game here. Okay. She's not personally collecting these donations because that was one of the things that people were saying is, oh, well, she's donating the money to her own charity. Therefore, she gets to keep a cut of that if she wants to, or whatever the case may be, because a lot of celebrities do have charities. Some of them do take salaries or write off expenses. The money isn't going into the Sinala Foundation. The money is being collected and distributed through JVNG. I assume that means giving. I don't know if they refer to themselves as giving or they refer to themselves as JVNG, Um, but it is an actual nonprofit organization based here in California. So like I said, Diana has no personal affiliation to it. From what I read on their website, it seems like they like to connect celebrities and people with influence to different causes and charities and use their foundation as a way to uh, kind of be the bridge to help people support the causes that are important to them. So um, now I don't believe that Diana's charity is a 501c3. However, it does take time since it was founded here. It was founded in 2022. It does take time and it takes a lot of work to become approved by the IRS as a 501c3 charity. So it's possible that this was just a quicker way to get the ball rolling and to get funding since JVNG is a certified 501c3. For people that don't know what a 501c3 is, um, it's a status that really just means that you're approved to accept donations and be tax exempt as a charity. So the organization that I used to run um, and that I worked at for over a decade, that was a 501c3. We helped families all across the nation. We even did things internationally. So you know, I understand this world very much. So she is not personally collecting these donations. She does not get a cut of these donations. She has no skin in the game of these donations. So this $100,000 is being donated and collected by JVNG, who will then be the ones that will distribute the funds. And again, she has no connection or no board member affiliation with JVNG. Okay, let's get into the next the next big argument that people are throwing out there on, on the internet. She's getting a tax break. She's doing this to write it off on her taxes. Well, duh. Everybody that makes any donation to a 501c3 gets a tax break. Any donation to a certified charity is considered a write-off on your taxes. Even the donations that you're making at the grocery store. So when you're going to Ralph's and you got that $1 that you donated to St. Jude, yes, you can write that off on your taxes. Make sure you take that receipt into your accountant or your your H&R block or maybe you're doing TurboTax. Whatever it is, keep the documentation of your $1 donation at Ralph's 
else because you can write that off on your taxes. So this isn't as scandalous as people are trying to make it out to be. Um, like, why do you think that Sutton donates to the Elton John Foundation? Because she thinks it's just such a great cause out of the goodness of her heart. It's a write-off for any big high... De- like, listen, I worked with donors like this. I worked with, with very um, affluent people that would donate lots and lots of money. They do it for the exposure. They do it for the reputation. And yes, they do it for the tax write-offs. It's kind of how they get through that tax loophole. So at least if you're going to get the tax benefit, you want to make sure you give it to a charity that's really going to be worthwhile. Okay. So yes, it is a tax break. She does get a tax break. There's nothing scandalous about that. If anything, it's actually better that it goes through a charity rather than going, rather than her being like, hey, you know, Elisa Miller, here's a check. Give it to the victims. Elisa Miller has no duty to give it to the victims. Elisa Miller is obviously going to get her cut. And Elisa Miller is the one that decides how that money gets distributed. And again, she's going by order of precedent according to the law, not according to the morality, Crystal Minkoff. Elisa Miller, the, the Girardi Keys trustee, is going in order of who has a secured claim that is attached to a settlement or to money that is owed by Tom Girardi. Morality and culpability, two different things. Morality and what the law says, two different things, okay? Let's get into argument number three that people are making. What? She's only donating $100,000? That's nothing for Diana. She's rolling. Okay. So this is where it gets kind of fun, okay? This is the part that I think most people are interested in because it's a little-known fact here that these orphans and widows have already received their missing settlement money. Let me say this again. The orphans and widows that everyone loves to tweet about and that Crystal and Garcelle love to bring up on the show, they've already received their missing settlement money that Girardi Keese allegedly stole from them, okay? Bet you didn't know that. Again, hope you have your handy-dandy notebook out. So I confirmed this yesterday. Edelson PC, who served as co-counsel with Girardi Keese, who so co-counsel, so Edelson PC worked with Girardi Keese. They worked together on this Lion Air case back when it happened. So I believe, if memory serves me correctly, I'm going off the top of my head now, but I believe the plane crash... The plane crash took place at the end of 2018, and the lawsuit was filed in 2019, and the settlement came in 2020, okay? So Edelson PC and Girardi Keys were working together to represent these clients. So I reached out to Jay Edelson because in his lawsuit, he was claiming that he was going to front the bill and he was going to make sure the families got paid before he even moved forward with the lawsuit. I confirmed this with him yesterday, Wednesday morning. I confirmed that they have been paid. He confirmed to me that the $2 million that they were seeking from Girardi Keys, he paid to them so that they wouldn't be waiting for any pending litigation to get their money. So he did this out of pocket, which I think is a big and, and and solid move on his end. He pledged it originally. I confirmed that he did pay them their money. So they needed it. He provided it to them. He figured they had waited long enough. Now he's suing the partners, lawyers, and contractors at Girardi Keese. He is also suing Erica Girardi because he's now trying to get his money back. And he's fighting for punitive damages on behalf of those families. So he's trying to get that $2 million back from them. And anything in addition to that, he will split with them 50-50. Okay? So what does this mean for Diana Jenkins' $100,000 donation? So this means that this is what the families will get 
in addition to the money that they were owed. So they already got the money that they were owed. So any money that Diana raises is in addition to money that they claim to have been missing from Girardi Keys. So if anything, it's more funds to help them after the plane crash, which is actually a good thing. They're getting more money thanks to Diana and not covering Erica's bill, as some people would claim. Oh, well, this is Erica's bill to pay back. She's not covering the bill. It's like going to the restaurant and let's say somebody didn't pay their $40 tab, right? Well, and then somebody else comes in and is like, I'm not going to pay their $40 tab, but here's a $40 tip on top of that tab. So when that tab gets paid, here's an additional benefit for them, for the waiter, for the staff, whatever. Okay, the next big argument that people are making against Diana is that she's doing this all for PR. It's all orchestrated. It's calculated. She's an evil devil. Okay, well, let me be very clear to you as somebody that has a background in charity work, in fundraising. Um, Most charity is PR. Why do you think the Elton John events, he invites celebrities to them. He invites reporters and press to them. He has a step and a repeat. The the charity, sorry, the reporters are lined up on the step and repeat. The celebrities walk down the step and repeat. The Elton John logo is behind the celebrities. It's all PR. And regardless if it is PR, at the end of the day, it's helping families in need. That's the important thing. I don't give a shit what her motive is. I don't give a shit if her motive is to get a tax write-off or to look good or to try and get a second season, as people want to claim. I don't care. I see people in need. They need money. Diana's giving them money because she's a rich bitch. I think that's a good thing. Whether you like Diana, whether you like the way that she's treated Sutton, that's all beside the fact from the fact is it's a good thing that these families are getting more money than they're even owed. Okay? It's helping families did she she likely planned this announcement in conjunction with this week's episode ahead of the reunion taping which which is friday this friday the 9th september 9th so i'm sure there was some orchestration which makes sense right now because of course if you're going to make an announcement like this you're going to wait until the episode where everybody's talking about it we're all talking about the orphans and widows because it came up and it was a big episode on real houses of beverly hills this week it's not going to be as relevant next week when we get into all the kathy hilton stuff it's not going to get it's not going to be as relevant as we go into the end of the season or the finale because nobody's really talking about the orphans and the widows. Everybody's talking about Kathy Hilton. So there we go again. Maybe there was some orchestration to it. I know anytime we had a big high roller donation or we had a big campaign for the charity with the big brand, it was all PR. It was all timed. It was all, you know, orchestrated to, I mean, it's not uncommon. You look at Amber Heard, she was doing her um, ACLU pledge and donation and article as PR to help Aquaman. So these are standard when you have a celebrity or a high roller attached to it. Okay, let's move on to to point number five that people like to make. But Diana is making the families apply for their money. What? Well, yes. So there are certain legalities with offering money through a 501c3 nonprofit, right? You have to apply. The IRS has to approve you. So in order to be able to make sure everything is kosher, as a nonprofit, you can't just write checks out to people as you see fit. There needs to be some form of checks and balances. There needs to be a standard set, a standard that needs to be met. And that has to be an equal standard across the board so that you don't misappropriate any funds that are designated to help families in need, right? I've heard of charity cases where, um, 
you know, there is a the, the president or the, whoever's running the foundation writes checks out to, you know, whoever they want because they think that that's OK to do that. That's that's not OK. That's why you have to have certain checks and balances in place. I know at our charity, we had to create an actual grant program and people had to apply for that grant program and the application had to be approved. Right. There had to be a certain standard. Families needed to submit tax documents in order to provide that they needed uh, that they met the financial need for a grant. Right. It's very complicated. It's not as black and white as people want to make it as all these other Bravo accounts are trying to make it seem like salacious or insidious in some way that she's doing this is in an evil way. You have to be very careful with these kinds of things. And there are rules that you have to follow. It's interesting because a lot of people DM'd me after I kind of posted about it and said that I was going to be doing today's episode. A lot of people DM'd me and they're like, thank you for saying this because I worked in the nonprofit sector. I worked for a charity. I was a CFO at a foundation. And these are just how the things have to go. You have to have a standard set in place because they want to make sure that you're not prioritizing one family over another family and making sure that the access to the money is even across the board, right? So it does make sense that there would be some sort of application process. Otherwise, Anybody could go up to the charity and say, hey, I'm a family from the Lion Air plane. I could walk up and say, hey, I'm a I'm a family. My so and so passed away in the plane crash. I need money. Give me 100K. It's like, well, first of all, we, we need to prove that you do have a relative that was on this flight. Number one, we need to prove that you do need you. You need financial assistance. Number two, you know, how much do you qualify for all of that stuff? So I do have questions that weren't answered. So yes, I am kind of, you know, breaking all of these things down and explaining it. But I do have a lot of questions for Diana Jenkins and for this charity initiative, because it was a big announcement and there weren't a ton of answers that addressed the things that my charity brain was immediately jumping to. Cause initially I was kind of like, Oh, she's giving money to the Girardi Keese victims. I don't know if you're legally allowed to just do that. I know like you're not allowed to like, it's very different if you set up like a GoFundMe account, cause then you're just an average citizen telling the general public, Hey, I'm an average Joe. I need money for this certain thing. I need money because I lost my job and I can't pay my bills. I need money because I lost a relative and I need help paying for funeral expenses. I need money because I have a project that I'm trying to fund. You can crowdsource. Crowdsourcing is very different from running a 501c3. Okay. Now I do have some questions for Diana because before we get into the Erica stuff. And so initially, my first question was kind of like, well, who are considered victims in this case, right? Because she's not specifically listed Girardi Keese's clients as victims. It actually refers to the families of the 189 passengers that were on the Lion airplane crash on flight 610 in Indonesia. Um, so I don't believe that Girardi represented all of these clients. Girardi didn't represent the families of all 189. He only represented, or Girardi Keese and Edelson PC only represented a few of those families. Because think about it, if 189 passengers passed away, that's 189 families that, you know, could use some assistance. So um, would you try to have Diana on the podcast? Actually, Quinn, I reached out. I did. I said, you know what? Would she be willing when the app, when the donation process is actually open? Would Diana be willing to come on the podcast? I put out the ask. I hope she says yes. And let's actually sit down. Because like I said, I have a lot of questions about this stuff. Number one being, you know, who 
is actually who can qualify for this money, right? And so it looks like the fund would help any family that was impacted by the plane crash that is in financial distress as a result of their loss, okay? Because you have to clearly define who the application process is open to. So I think this is because you can open up a fund to you, um, you can open up a fund to support victims of a tragedy or a cause, but I don't think you can specify that, you know, the fund is open to Girardi clients, right? Because again, you also have to, in order for them to be qualified as a, a quote unquote Girardi victim, they still need to prove their case that they have a contract. Their contract says that they are entitled to this much amount of money. This is the percentage that Girardi, Keese, and Edelson PC were entitled to. This is the amount that was deducted for fees. So this is the amount of money that's left. All of those things kind of need to be formalized, and there needs to be a forensic accounting of the actual books to determine these pieces, right? Um, there was a judgment in Chicago where a judge said these families are claiming that they're, they lost $2 million. Girardi, Keese, just pay them the money that they're owed. I don't believe that was an in-depth look at the case, but now that's why Edelson has moved his case to California and it's a much bigger case now. So, you know, it gets a little murky if you try to say that this is just for Girardi victims because, again, you have to define what does victim mean? What is qualification for a victim through Girardi keys? And in this case, I think it's actually better that the net is open to all the families that were affected by this plane crash, not just the ones that were represented by Girardi keys. Because think of how many families now didn't have representation from someone from Girardi Keys that didn't have the amount of publicity that now Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is bringing to these families, right? So now you do also have to have a set number that you can give out. So with our foundation, our grants were valued at $2,500 per family. Again, it has to be fair all across the board. And I believe you can have different tiers, but so with different tiers, you also have to have strict qualification guidelines for each of those tiers. Um, I haven't seen Diana post anything. It doesn't seem like there's anything on the JVNG, uh, GVNG, sorry, I think I keep saying JVNG. I mean GVNG for like giving uh, without the vowels, but We'll have to see. Like, it can't just be a free money that you get, make it rain situation. You need to actually define these things. Next, I'd like to know what those requirements or qualifications need to be in order for someone to apply for money. All of this stuff, once the actual um, uh, grant program is opened up or scholarship program, however they're going to call it, whatever they're going to call it, once it's actually opened up, all of these things need to be clearly outlined, what the qualifications are, what the application process is, and all of that will need to be published publicly. So once that becomes real, once donations become open, once the scholarships become open, this is a very preliminary announcement. It's a very good sounding announcement, but it's all very preliminary. So I'm looking forward to seeing all of these things as they continue to unfold. It's not a simple process, but I think it's a really good start and could help a lot of people that are actually in need, not just the, the Girardi clients. Now, all of this has yet to be worked out, so we'll have to see how it unfolds. But like I said, it is, yes, Tony, let them know. Yes, but we are still in the early phases. It's very preliminary. And I presume Diana wanted to make sure the announcement was in conjunction with this week's episode of Real Houses of Beverly Hills. While everybody's talking about it, at least there's a lot of publicity around it. So are you on Erica's payroll? Um, I'm not. I'm not. Um, but I mean, it seems like she's got a lot of legal bills that she's paying lately. So I don't know what I would be on her payroll for, though, because I'm not actually providing her a service. But I'm not. Okay, 
Let's get into the Erica stuff. This is where some of you are, if you don't already hate me or you didn't already dip out of the live, you may dislike me a little bit more after all of this because we're going to get into the legalities. Remember, I always talk culpability, not likability. There's a big difference between culpability and and likability. There's a big difference between what is moral and what is ethical because morals and ethics are subjective. And then it's a very different case as to what is legal. We'll break down the legal stuff so that we understand it. You can agree with it or disagree with it, and you can agree or disagree with her choices, but we're going to get into the legal stuff. Culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights... There's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits. Then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my god, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. The biggest thing I've seen posted about Erica since Diana made her announcement is Erica must be pissed, right? Erica must be pissed that Diana's doing this. This has to be a snub at Erica. Actually, it seems like Erica's supportive of Diana's efforts. She liked the announcement on Instagram and she posted lots of heart emojis in the comments. So listen... This is more than any of the other women are doing. So many of them, as you saw, came out with what they think Erica should do and what they think they would do in her position. I know I've certainly had those thoughts of like, well, if I was in this position, I would probably want to do this. And if I were in this position, I would probably want to do that. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, Zach is just being a truth teller. Thank you, Quentin. Listen, I I deliver the, and I I, I try to deliver the facts. People may not like them. They may not like me as a result of them. But yes, uh, Cindy wants to know, did the Girardi victims get paid? So yes, the orphans and widows have been paid. Yes, they were paid by Edelson PC. But yes, they did receive their missing settlement money. Okay. So like I said, this is a lot more than any of the other women are doing. Um, My thing is, you know, they keep bringing up the victims, right? They keep talking about the victims. We saw Crystal talk about the earrings and the victims. And we'll get into the earrings and the the orphans and widows. But my whole thought is like, if any of you cared so much, because you're all talking about it, if you cared so much, why didn't any of you do anything? They run their mouths. But why don't you do anything if it's so concerning to you? If you don't like Erica's behavior, you can do something. Where's your action? Diana didn't like the situation, and she put her money where her mouth is. If you don't agree with Erica's actions, why don't you step up to the plate if it matters that much to you? Oh, it's not your responsibility? Okay, because in this week's episode, Erica said she's only she's doing she's only doing what the law requires of her to do because it's not her responsibility to pay Tom's clients. So if it's not her responsibility and it's not your responsibility, it's Tom's responsibility and Tom's not stepping up to the plate. So somebody should step up to the plate. And if you're going to judge Erica for not stepping up to the plate, maybe you should step up to the plate. They only care about optics. That's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. It sounds like the optics and the public perception are, you know, 
are um, like what is of main concern. That's why when you see Erica saying, you know, this isn't about the court of public opinion. And Chris was like, well, it's not about the court of public opinion. It's about doing the right thing, right? Well, let's get into the next point. Why isn't Erica doing this? Why isn't Erica creating a charity fund if she can't afford to pay the victims? Unfortunately, legally, I think that this could be misconstrued as guilt and culpability. She already got a huge target on her back because people see that she's on TV. They think that she's balling. So I think doing something like this would put an even bigger target on her back since we now see every former client, former co-counsel, former bank lender. They're all coming out of the woodwork, right? Everybody's coming to the forefront and claiming that, you know, Tom never owed them or that Tom never paid them and owes them money, right? I believe the current amount of accusations are currently around 500 million, I think just under 500 million is what people are claiming they didn't get paid. That's a lot of people. I can line up tomorrow and say he owes me 10 million and that will get lumped in there. That doesn't mean I've proven my case, but I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of money. If, if there, if the accusations are up to just under 500 million and we know that there's a bit of a reputation with this, I'm pretty sure that's a lot of unpaid people. Um, but again, like the most recent case against Erica, the one that she was just dismissed from, was two attorneys that said that they worked with Tom on a case nearly a decade ago. And they're saying, oh, we didn't get all of our money. It was nearly a decade ago. Number one, you have to prove that. And number two, you guys are attorneys, Sheldon and Finn. They were attorneys. You know how to sue Tom a lot sooner Sooner than a decade of time, you know how to sue him. You know how to bully him. You know how to report him. You know what to do in order to get that money. Why did you wait a decade to try and come out of the woodwork? Because it's popular now? Because you can sue his wife now? Because she's on a reality show? And also, are you really hurting for that money? Or are you just looking for a handout? It's been nearly 10 years. And you're saying, oh, there was this case that I worked on with Tom back in the day. I don't think I got all my settlement money. So it's like when all of these people are coming out of the woodwork, you want to be cautious, you know, before 2018, at least things went to. Yes. But the difference is with the victims, they didn't have the proper representation, right? With a lot of these clients, they didn't have the right representation. They trusted people like Girardi. With these lawyers, I'm a little more skeptical because I'm like, you guys know better. You guys knew how to go after Tom and you guys could have reported Tom. That was your fiduciary responsibility. If you were co-counsel on a case and he didn't pay you your money, you should have taken that shit to the California State Bar and reported his ass and kept reporting his ass and kept trying to sue him. And when he... If he said, oh, I'll pay you, I'll pay you, I'll pay you, and he didn't, he wasn't meeting up to that, then you continue to report him and you sue his ass. And you make sure that lawsuit sticks. You don't settle with him. You make sure it sticks. If you have a legitimate case and if you really need that money, don't come out now when there are all these clients that are claiming that they're owed money. Let those clients come to the forefront, okay? You don't need to be cutting in line because, you know, now you're a big bad lawyer that wants to collect on your, your unpaid dues. Piss off. Okay, let's get into the next argument that people are making. Erica better donate to Diana's charity fund. Listen, I think that's nice in theory. I would like to see her donate in theory, right? That seems like it would be a good thing. However, the same people that are saying they want to see Erica donate to Diana's charity are the same people that are rooting for all of these lawsuits against her, right? They're the ones that are like, yeah, another lawsuit. Oh, she got dismissed from one. That's okay. There's a list of other ones. 
So you rooting for all these random lawyers suing her is tying up all of her funds. So if her funds are all tied up fighting lawsuits, how do you expect her to make any sort of donation to help the victims through this charity initiative? It's nice in theory, but it's like you either care about the victims or you just want to watch a woman burn before your eyes because you don't like her. Again, you don't have to like her. I'm not saying she's the most likable. I'm not saying she says the most likable things on the show. I'm not saying that she's doing Jesus's work. I don't think she's ever claimed to do. She sings songs that, that are pat the puss. Like she's not trying to be a moral upstanding citizen. So you don't have to be, you don't have to like her because she's patting the puss. Like, but again, liability and culpability are two different things. I know you're going to drag me for saying that. I know you don't like when I say that, but that's kind of the reality of it. Likeability and culpability are two very different things. Okay, the last point that we'll get to with, that people are posting online in response to this is she should give up the earrings to pay the orphans and the widows. Let's get into this one, okay? Because like Crystal, I think a lot of people are misinformed here. So the earrings don't pay the orphans and the widow. The, the earrings are not at all related to the case of the orphans and the widow. The earrings are tied to a completely different case that doesn't involve any of these orphans and widows, okay? Has nothing to do with the Lion Air clients, okay? It's a, it is related to and connected to a case that dates back 15 years. So everybody that wants her to forfeit the earrings, which she did, um, I know she's appealing that decision, which is interesting. I feel like we should just let the earrings go. That's my personal opinion. Uh, But just know like those earrings aren't going to be paying any of these orphans and widows. First of all, the orphans and widows already got their money, number one. And number two, those earrings are actually linked to a settlement that Tom won for a pharmaceutical case where patients that took the diabetes drug Resilin, they suffered from some liver damage as a side effect of taking that diabetes drug, okay? Tom sued the pharmaceutical company for the drug Resilin. So that those earrings are linked to the liver damage, you know, in people that, that, that suffered some liver damage as a result of taking this medication, right? So if anything, those earrings will go back to pay them. And as of right now, I believe the earrings are in possession of the trustee. And the trustee, I think, based off of the latest court finding, the trustee has the earrings and then gets to determine how those are distributed. Again, the trustee is going by legal precedence, not by moral precedence. So not by saying this is a burn victim client. These are orphans and widows. These are, you know, cancer patients. That's not what Elisa Miller is doing. She's not saying, oh, my God, these people need the money the most because Tom gypped them. She's saying, what are the legal contracts saying? What is the forensic accounting saying? And let's pay those people back first. So that money is going to the bank lenders. That money is going to, you know, the people that loan Tom money, that have a contract with him, that have secured credits with Tom. They're secured creditors. Unfortunately, most of the victims are not secured creditors. So it's going to be it's going to be a long fight for them to get their money. I believe the only two secured creditors currently are the orphans and widows from the Lion Air case and are the Rui Gomez family, the burn victim that we saw in the Hulu documentary. So everybody else is kind of waiting in line. So if you're going to fight about the earrings, at least know the facts about the earrings and know that not one of those earrings will pay back one of the orphans and the widows. At least what Diana Jenkins is doing is trying to make sure those orphans and widows get their money in some shape or form. 
Okay, so now let's answer some of the questions and comments that you guys sent in because I did put a post on Instagram um, and I said, okay, send in what you want and then let's, you know, let's address them if there are any other questions or points. It's not so simple. Yes, that's right, Norma. Hi, Norma. Norma Maldonado, who's a member. Guys, if you want to join the Zach Pack member community on YouTube, youtube.com slash JustPlainZach. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you want to join, there's a link in the description below so you can join. It's only $2.99 a month. There's exclusive bonus content. Um, I posted some behind-the-scenes content from the tour that we did back in April with me and Up and Adam. You can see us taking over Nashville. You can see us taking over New York with Margaret Josephs. In Nashville, we had Emily D. Baker. So you can watch those. Those are available now. There'll be more content. That was um, some older content, but I'll make sure that the content coming out will come a lot further. Mallory, I joined today. Super excited. It's an easy way to join too. Thank you, Mallory. Yes, guys, you can go to youtube.com slash JustPlainZach. Join for only $2.99 a month. The after-party live streams will be moving over for the members um, so we'll do at least a minimum of two of those a month. So at least you'll get a guarantee of two after party live streams. We'll get Lady City. We'll have a good time. We'll do the damn thing. Well, her daughter has an OnlyFans account as well. Wasn't surprised. Oh, it's not an OnlyFans account. Brittany Birch. Bish. Hi, Zach. Come in. You're doing an awesome recap. Thank you, Miss Loopy Lori. Okay, let's get into the some of the questions and points that you guys sent in. Um, okay, let me pull these up. Give me one uno momento. I'm trying to pull these up. Dun, 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 dun. And if you guys have questions or comments, please leave them in the live chat because I will address them. Okay, so here we are. I'm just going to go through all the ones that you guys sent in. Um, Nucci one says, why can't everyone just say thank you? I agree. I think Diana is trying to do a good thing. And with the process, the legal process that she's pursued, trying to get these uh, clients paid, I think it's, it's, it's solid. Chris O'Shea says, why, um, would not want to be on Diana's bad side. Why not? Cause she's going to call you out for saying that she bought the bots and then she's going to try to file a lawsuit to try and prove that she didn't pay for the bots. I mean, I actually think even the bot situation is a good thing. She announced today that she will be taking legal action to find out, to investigate who actually purchased the bots that attacked Garcelle's son, um, which I think is a good thing. Let's find out who actually did it. Let's expose them. Let's call them out. Obviously, she wouldn't be going after them if any of her friends on the cast did it. So I think we can put that conspiracy theory to rest. Breezy Lee 92 said, thank you for explaining things. You're welcome. I love Hannah Snelling 3 says, finally, someone who's speaking facts, not just hating Erica. Listen, you can hate on Erica and that's okay to hate on Erica if you don't like her. Um, but that doesn't mean that you, you know, at least if you're going to talk about the legal cases, at least know the facts. Um, Ronald Richards has been talking with anti-Erica accounts and said that he has something up his sleeve. He's been talking crap about her, too. It's interesting because I believe somebody um, reminded me today on Twitter about an old um Reuters article uh, that I read again from last fall, so a little less than a year ago, where when Edelson was going to file his lawsuit, Ronald Richards gave quotes to to the publication saying that um, that he. Oh, my God, I'm paraphrasing now. But I believe he said that the Edelson didn't have any evidence that Erica had known anything or was culpable in anything. It was interesting. There was an article. Maybe I'll retweet it because I don't want to misphrase him because I do have to issue a retraction because um, he did reach out to me um, 
and I did receive some emails from him and I want to clarify because he was upset or he was bothered by a claim that I don't remember making, but if I make it, let me clarify it. He claims that I said that his last wife, his first wife was a mail order bride. I don't believe I called her a mail order bride. I believe I made a joke that referenced 90 Day Fiance. However, he wanted me to clarify, so I'm going on record to clarify that Ronald's first wife was not a mail order bride. They were married for four years. They still have a good relationship to this day. She was not a mail order bride. She did live abroad. She came to the States. They got married. They were married for four years, and then they parted ways amicably. It was a conscious uncoupling, and he claims that they're still on good terms to this day. So she was not a mail order bride. Somebody put that in the notes. Um, Okay. Mrs. Paulus said, no enough recognition or credit has gone to Diana. She's been donating to charities for years. Yes, that's true. What state is the foundation set up? Michelle asks, um, the, in California, GVNG uh, uh, and the Sinala Foundation are both established here in California. Um, Veronette says, why not right after her heinous behavior and backlash from fans? Okay, I believe you're trying to insinuate that she's doing this to save face. Maybe she is. Maybe not. Regardless, I think it's a win for the families. Um, CK&W, spending millions defending herself. It's annoying two years of her getting beat up. I mean, it's been two years and they still haven't stuck her with anything. So there's that too. Thank you for all you do. You're, you're a voice of reason and honesty. Love you forever. Thank you, Lily. Amy says, explain why she can't just write people a check because the IRS considers it income and taxes at a higher rate. That's another good point, Amy G. Warren. Um, that's another good point that if she were to just start cut, if uh, Diana were to just start cutting it out, cutting out checks like that. But again, I think I explained earlier why she can't just cut out a check directly um, because who is the money going to? How do we verify these things? Is the trustee actually going to give that money to the orphans and widows? But again, the orphans and widows have already gotten paid. Um, Brianna says, EJ should not donate until after her cases are done. She needs to let things, she needs to let the court do its thing. I agree. The hard part is I wish, I feel like there are so many Bravo accounts and reality TV accounts and podcasters and YouTubers that have a platform that can really educate people on the facts of these cases. And they're not doing that. They're taking the easy way out by taking jabs at Erica, by taking jabs at these women. And it's just, it's disheartening for me because I get to go on the internet and get beat up, making it look like I'm just trying to blindly defend Erica when that's not the case. That's not my intention. My intention is not to come on here and blindly defend Erica because all the other podcasters and YouTubers, none of them have had former dry multiple Girardi Keys clients on this podcast that had the California State Bar on this podcast that had multiple legal experts on this podcast to help provide legal strategies that the victims can use to actually get their money. You know, I don't do this just to blindly defend Erica. My goal is I want to see these the people that were done wrong. I want to see them done right. I want to see, you know, people that legitimately didn't get their money. I want to see the the wrongs righted, you know? I want to see the wrongs made right. Um, okay. Will this lower the air, the amount of air, the amount Erica could potentially owe if she is responsible for the GK bankruptcy? I believe you're referring specifically to the Edelson PC case, or I guess Erica's as well, or sorry, the, the trustees, the Girardi Keys trustee as well. Um, 
No, this will not lower the amount because again, it's a, it's a charity fund that's set up for these specific plane crash families. So it, that is money that they will, that they can apply for to get on top of that. But this will not take away from any of the current debt that Girardi Keys currently owes. Could a concert or some sort of event serve as a fundraiser for the victims without her giving money to avoid guilt implications? Um, I think guilt implications could still be tackled on. You know, everybody's trying to get a dollar out of Erica. So I think, you know, people will definitely try to capitalize off of that as well. Um, And like, here's the thing. People want her to do a concert, but like how tone deaf would it be if she went up and said, it's expensive to me, me? How many Fs do I give? Like she can't really go up and sing those songs. Like people would crucify her. She's in a lose-lose situation. Uh, Are Diana's funds going just to the victims or do creditors have a right to apply to get that money? Only to the victims. And again, it doesn't specify that these are going to Girardi Keys clients. It says that these are going to families that were impacted by the Lion Air crash 610, flight 610 in Indonesia. So it's not, so any of the families that um, lost a relative in that plane crash, I believe they're all open to be able to get some sort of um, compensation through this charity fund. So it's not just specific to the clients that Girardi Keys represented. It's any family that was impacted by that plane crash. Have the victims been paid? Yes, Cindy, the victims have, or will the orphans and widows have been paid by Edelson PC. Her statement that only she's concerned about herself was so vile. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was a good statement. Um, I think she has tunnel vision. I think she's fighting for her life. Um, And I also think when you poke the bear and poke the bear and poke the bear, the bear is going to snap. I didn't like her reaction, though. I can't say I liked it, but I understand she's fighting for her life. But I mean, come on, Garcelle brought it up once on The Real. She talked about it on The Real. Um, then she talked about it with Crystal. Then she talked about it again with Crystal and Aspen. Then they talked about it at dinner. She had a one-on-one conversation with Erica at dinner. That was a great opportunity for her to talk about The Real. She didn't. She asked Erica. Erica answered her questions. I feel like she got her answers. But then she brought it up again at the end of the night after everyone had been drinking and taking edibles. And it was just nothing happens. Nothing good happens that late at night. Um, so I think if you keep poking and keep poking, somebody's going to snap eventually. And I think Erica's fighting for her life. I didn't like the comments that she made. I didn't like that she um, said that she's only concerned about herself. But hey, you don't have to like her. Um, I'm sorry. This is just ridiculous trying to make herself look good. Maybe that's the case. Maybe Diana wants her wants to look good. But again, the victims are still getting some money. And I think that that's great. How will this help in the long run? Um, it'll help the plane crash victims in the long run for sure. If they need money, then let's let's definitely help them. Uh, do you think Diana has genuine intentions or is she trying to shift the intention? I don't care. I think it's helping people that are in need. So let's do it. G V and G might be a better use of the donations versus the homeless and toothless Joe. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Um, and at least it's a better name, right? G V and G. It sounds a hell of a lot better than homeless or toothless, not homeless, right? Homeless, not toothless. Sorry. Homeless, not toothless. That was a genuine fuck up. I apologize. Um, are there any victims who haven't been paid yet by Tom's wrongdoings and malpractice? There are a lot of creditors. Like I said, I believe Emily D. Baker just revealed that the um, current debt is just under $500 million, I believe is what I saw coming into this live stream. Um, don't quote me on that, but I believe that's the current number. So there are a lot of people that are claiming they didn't get paid by Tom Girardi. 
Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of them probably won't get paid by Tom Girardi. But again, that's not just clients. That's former attorneys. That's um, creditors. That's bank lenders. One of his friends that was loaning him money is currently in line to receive money back. It's wild. It is wild for sure. Timing of the announce is very self-aware, though. Takes away from the effect. Does it, though? I think if anything, I mean, if you want to question the timing and the motive of the timing, the timing's actually kind of genius, considering this is the one episode we're all talking about the orphans and the widows. So why not do it when everybody's top of mind about the orphans and the widows, right? Joe uh, Joe Rui Gomez has waited long enough. I agree, Sheila. I think it's awful. Um, Yeah, I believe there there was still like a few million left that were not received by the Rui Gomez family. I don't know if that's currently the case. I haven't checked in on that case recently. Had I not checked with Edelson last week, I wouldn't have been able to verify that the orphans and widows got their money. Um, So we can verify. I believe I had Kimberly Archie on my podcast a few months ago. She was also in the Hulu documentary. Um, And I believe she said that at the time she was on my podcast, I remember her saying that they were in talks to settle with the trustee or that they were they were trying to work out some sort of payment arrange, arrangement where they can start to get their money back. So as far as I know, there are talks of that happening. I know the Rui Gomez family had their uh, had a judge secure their debt. So they are at the top of the list when it comes to the creditors that are going to be paid out by, by the bankruptcy trustee. And as far as I'm aware, Elisa Miller has been negotiating settlements and been paying people back. So not all of them are going to be paid back. Unfortunately, I don't think that'll happen. Um, also curious as to how long these things are going to stay open. Like how long will the the state keep it open, you know? Okay, let's see what you guys are saying um, in the live chat. It's so insane to me that one man did all this damage. But that's the thing. One man did not do all this damage. A group of men did all this damage. Chris Camone, the bookkeeper. Keith Griffin, the attorney that represented a lot of these cases. David Lira, the partner. Tom Girardi's son-in-law also culpable. You have Chris Hatcher, or sorry, George Hatcher, right? Who was a case runner who brought, who went to find people, vulnerable people like the orphans and the widows from the Lion Air Flight 610. He would scout these people out. He allegedly was scouting these people out and bringing them into Girardi Key so that they can get their money. It's not legal to do that. Um, And he was getting a cut of that as well. So Tom Girardi, yes, as guilty as he is, and he is the, the, the top of the pyramid, right? But there were a lot of other people that are culpable that knew what he was doing, that enabled his behavior and that supported his behavior and that benefited from all of this. Everyone likes to say Erica benefited the most. That's not true. A lot of people benefited and we don't know how much they benefited. We don't know how much money they received. We know how much Erica's received because she's the one on television. So she's the one everybody's looking at. We haven't looked at how much money David Lear has gotten from Girardi Keys. We haven't looked at how much money Keith Griffin has made from Girardi Keys. You know, we don't know these things because, one, that information hasn't been revealed, and two, I don't think that information has been investigated. It's a really big key piece here. Um, He's filing in court to see where he sits in line. Yes, I just saw yesterday's episode of Beverly Hills. It's not a great episode. It's not a great episode. If you don't like Erica, it's definitely going to validate that for you. Um, What is happening right now is Erica cleared. Erica's not cleared. Erica's a long... uh, a long, long road ahead of her. Um, she was released from the 
the Sheldon and Finn case, those are the two attorneys that I mentioned earlier from nearly a decade ago. Ronald Richards is currently representing them. I also want to clarify, which I did clarify on the podcast last week. Uh, yes, Erica has been released from that lawsuit. Uh, personally, however, Ronald Richards does still plan to pursue EJ Global LLC, which was her company. The company is no longer in business. Um, I don't know if he has a solid case against it because the judge dismissed Erica on the grounds of being that she they can't prove that she was aiding and abetting Tom Girardi or Girardi Keys because she had she didn't work at the law firm and she had no fiduciary responsibility and they didn't believe that the uh, plaintiffs displayed enough evidence that proved any of that. Again, they're trying to prove that EJ Global is somehow responsible for paying them back. I don't know if they can actually prove that. Um, we'll have to see, but Ronald Richards is going after EJ Global. But yes, Erica herself has been released from that case. I would also imagine that even if there was some sort of judgment against EJ Global, which is the company, not Erica directly, I don't think there's a strong case because EJ Global is a debtor of Girardi Keese, not a debtor of the attorneys that claim that they didn't get money from Girardi Keese. So I really don't believe that they have a strong case there. Um, but again, I'm not a lawyer, so... Um, okay, let's see. Uh, Garcelle needs a new topic. I mean, Garcelle needs a storyline. <laughs> What's the most story she's given us? Uh, Bumble? Um, they are finally going after the lawyers and the bookkeeper, though. Took long enough. Yes, that's a good thing. I think it's a great step in the right direction. Bravo Snark said, oh, my God, I don't like Bravo Snark said, said that they always talk to Ron Richards. Oh, God. Well, then that's why they're so misinformed is because they're always talking to Ron Richards. Tell them to hit up Emily D. Baker. I talked to Emily D. Baker. I talked to Jay Edelson. I talked to credible sources. Um, Bravo Snark said said that they always talk to Ron Richards, and they said that she will most likely never pay $50 million, 20 at most. Zero is a possibility, and she'll probably probably be dismissed from other cases. Yes, that is all true. That is all information I revealed on my podcast. Um, and I didn't need to verify that. Um, but I'm glad Bravo Snarks that is finally putting out some good information. Um, I know they were mad at me for something I posted or something that I said about that. I said that, oh, the Erica White thing that they posted, I called them out for that. And I was like, that's so irresponsible to put out such a bogus story and let people, when you have such a big platform and let people believe that that's actually true. And they got mad. And I believe they like talked to other like friends of mine and like tried to like come between those relationships with me and other creators. And I was like, really? Is that what we're going to do now? You know, I call people out when people need to be held accountable. Um, I find it funny that they won't publish that, though. They're too scared for bogus backlash. Okay, that's a great point then, Jaden. That's a great point. If if Bravo Snarkside knows that information and they won't publish that information, there you go. There it is. That's what a lot of these accounts do. And listen, go and DM Bravo Snarkside. Everyone always wants to put me in some sort of feud with these other collaborators, but I'm so tired of being one of the only ones to come out here and deliver facts and spit truth, not speculation. Come on, somebody back me the fuck up sometime. Like actually do some integrity, like have some integrity in some of your reporting because it's possible. We can do this. We owe the audience that. If we have a big platform, listen, if you want to talk gossip, cool. If you want to talk personal opinion about Housewives, cool. If you want to share clips from the show, 
cool. But when you start misinforming people about the the details of these cases, that's a different story. And I will call you out because I actually do my homework, okay? I read the legal doc. I read Jay Edelson's lawsuit, okay? I didn't break it down. I researched the Lion Air case, Flight 610, the plane crash in Indonesia. I researched it. I even got the names of all of the victims and the people that Girardi Keys represented. I was going to reveal them on the show, and then I felt like maybe that wasn't an ethical thing to do because they're not public people. They don't want to be made public. They don't want to be outed. They're not giving, listen, if they're not giving interviews to the LA Times, I don't think their names need to be outed on No Filter with Zach Peter. You know what I mean? Let's let them have their privacy. Let's let them kind of live a life and, and heal and grieve the loss of their loved ones. That's exactly why I stopped following gossip blogs and started following Zach's is the only real one. I appreciate that, Tyler. Listen, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I definitely have my flaws. I bet Ron Richards doesn't know their names, just wants fame. Listen, I don't want to drag Ron Richards. Um, you can have your personal feelings about Ron. I have my personal feelings about Ron. I know he has personal feelings about me. Um, I don't think I need to shade him or knock him in any sort of way. I certainly don't want any more emails. Um, so, yeah, I certainly, you know, don't like when random people, I'm not naming any specific attorneys, but I certainly don't appreciate when I get emails saying that somebody is going to clean my clock and sue me until I'm bankrupt. But, you know, it's okay because should things ever get too bad, you know, you can always report that to the state bar, right, uh, for unethical behavior. So I feel, okay, no more talking about him um, or anyone. I wasn't referring to anyone specifically. Good choice, Zach. They suffered enough. Thank you, Marianne. I appreciate that. Um, Marianne Stout, who's a Zach Pack member. Sarah Bahu, who's a Zach Pack member. Elaine Hargate, Joe Mendoza, Robin Ben, Russ Davis, all members. Norma Maldonado, all Zach Pack members that joined the YouTube Zach Pack membership. It's only $2.99 a month, guys. That's it. $2.99 a month. That's less than a coffee. You know how much it is? The other day, I went to the market, and I, or not to the market, I went to a coffee shop. I paid $10 for a latte. $10. Can you believe that? $10. That's, what, five months, or no, not five months, three months of a, a YouTube subscription right there? Um, Zach, you are very wise. Listen, I... I appreciate that. I don't know if I would consider myself wise. I just know how to read. I know how to research. I, you know, I use my phalanges on the keyboard and I Google things, you know, and I call, I use my phone and I call up reporters. I call up lawyers. I call up legal commentators. That's what it is. It's not anything anybody else can't do. Anybody with a platform, would you do an interview with Jay Edelson or Evan Borges? Um, I've invited Jay Edelson on the show. He isn't really big on doing interviews. Um, so he has declined to come on the podcast because he's like, there's nothing to really talk about. There isn't anything new when there's a big, you know, revelation in the case, then I can come on and talk about it. So he has been invited on. Yes, I haven't invited Evan, but Evan has given statements to the podcast before that I've read. Um, I'm curious if Evan would be interested in coming on the podcast. That would be interesting. Not against it. Certainly not against it. $10 is the going rate for a latte in Sweden. Oof, Anna, I feel you, girl. I feel you. Um, if any of you guys are members on YouTube, 
drop some of the emojis. The drop your favorite custom emoji because I know you guys have access to them. Drop your fave custom emoji. Um, because I'm curious as to which of them you actually like that way or which you like the least. I want to know which one doesn't get used very much. That way we can kill that one and maybe replace it with something else. Professor Zach doing his due diligence. Thank you, my love. Um, Yes, I love it. Okay. Oh, winky face emoji. Okay, Russ. MD likes the Liddy emoji. Liddy city. Hey. I love it. You are nuts. Am I? I am nuts. I know. If Zach were my professor, I would have had a 4.0, kept my scholarship, and finished my degree. But I was a party girl. Okay. Was in Dallas previous two weeks, so a bit jet lagged and a bit of stress. Well, I'm glad you were able to join the live chat today, Aussie Berry. Love and appreciate you. Um, guys, if you left a badge today, can you just comment a, a thumbs up or yeah, a thumbs up emoji so that way I can give you a shout out. Um, if you left a badge, any form of badge, just drop a, a thumbs up emoji. That way I can see your accounts and, and give you guys a shout out because I really do appreciate those badges. I wasn't paying too much attention. Oh my God, there's so many questions that came in. Um, uh, oh, um, actually, a lot of these we already answered. Where are the recent ones? Um, from stories, from stories, from stories. Um, can't thank you enough. Thank you. Uh, someone commented a great point. What about the lawyers that were with him in the past, but okay in the scam? They're all being called into question, Quinn. They're all being called into question. Yay. Well, thank you, guys. Ooh, Elaine likes... I knew Elaine was going to like the wine emoji. I already knew, Elaine. You were going to like that one more than you like Lady City. Yay. Thank you, Confidence by Quinn. I appreciate that. Can you share your thoughts on the Oliver Raquel Garcelle and Oliver's soon-to-be ex-wife drama? I did a whole podcast on it with Evan Rio from Page Six that dropped on the podcast on Monday. We get into all of it because he actually has more details into the whole Raquel situation. So if you want, like, I can give you, like, a brief thought. Um... I think he's a sleazeball. That's really what I think. And I think people need to cut Raquel some slack, right? Like, let's cut Raquel some slack. Let's not actually, you know, let's not actually slut shame her for being single and making out with a couple dudes. Um, Zach, please don't downplay all the other victims whose trust accounts were robbed. They are way behind. I'm not downplaying them. Um, but so far, we've only heard of two trust accounts that have been robbed from. So... I'm not downplaying them at all, Dorothy. I think I I have said many times that anybody that's been wronged, I want them to be made whole. I want them to be made right. They deserve that. My heart breaks for them. Um, but again, we're breaking down the legalities and what's been proven in court and what, you know. And But here's the thing. It is true. Just because their money has been taken from a trust account doesn't mean they necessarily have a secured bond. They may be taking precedent towards the front of the list, but the secured creditors are the ones that are at the very front of the list. So all of that money is going to those secured creditors first. I'm not downplaying the severity of the situation. I'm explaining how the line currently works. I don't like it. I think it's fucked up. I think it's awful. However, that's the fact of the matter, you know, unfortunately. Oh, my God. Sarah Bahu, thank you for doing the research and giving us facts. Thank you for the super chat, my love. I appreciate that. Zach has always talked about the victims and trying to help since day one. I, exactly. Since day one. Always. Zach speaks facts, not what other people want to hear. Listen, 
I could very easily get a lot more likes and a lot more followers and a lot more comments if I said, screw Erica Jane, Diana's a villain, I love Garcelle, I love Sutton, blah, 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 blah. Listen, I know I could. I have integrity. And I have a mind of my own. Um, trust, trusts are a legal nightmare in general, let alone in this horrible situation. I know it's awful. It really is. Hey, Zach has been clear since day one and he has been proven right. I have yet to be proven wrong. <laughs> That's for sure. I have yet to be proven wrong on a fact, not on a personal opinion. Cause people are like, well, you are wrong in saying that Eric is a good person. I never said Eric was a good person. Um, and that is a subjective opinion that is not a state of fact. So, I mean, I do love Garcelle and Sutton, though. Listen, as reality stars, as ensemble pieces of the cast, yeah, I think they're great reality stars. I think they bring something unique and something enjoyable on the show. They bring a unique flavor, right? Um, I don't have to hate them. I don't hate any of the current cast, cast members. Um Yes, agree. You are the only one that gets it. Listen, I'm the only one that is willing to stand on my own and have stones cast at me, right? Kim needs to eat and gain 20 pounds. End of story about Kim. I'm going to let you finish. Kim? Who's Kim? I wonder how many other lawsuits she's going to win based on the legal fact that it's not public opinion. Um, I think this most recent case with, with Sheldon and Finn, the fact that she was personally released and wasn't tied to the aiding and abetting, I think that's definitely going to help a lot of her other cases. And she's likely going to be dismissed from others as well. They're probably all going to do the, um, they're probably all going to follow Ronald Richard's strategy of being like, okay, well, if we can't get to her personally, we're going to pivot and go after EJ Global. But if EJ Global gets dismissed from just one of these, it's going to make it very hard for anybody to come after Erica for anything. As Ryan Bailey says, two things can be true at the same time. Absolutely. Love Ryan Bailey. Love Ryan Bailey. I've had him on this show. I've been on his show. Absolutely. And I think he's right. I think Emily D. Baker also says that all the time. Two things can be true at the same time. Absolutely true. IRS haven't even started on Erica yet. No, they haven't. Or maybe they have. They just haven't come out yet. Um, Danielle Braz Dutch. Thank you for the two badges, my love. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The hell was that? Somebody get shot again? downtown's been crazy lately. Do you think the IRS will come into play? Oh, most definitely. The IRS is not skipping out on this one. They see a big cash day here. Okay, I'm going to wrap for the night. Thank you guys. Before you leave, smash the like button. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. If you're watching this on Instagram, hit the, the Instagram follow button so you always get the tea spilled fresh. I was thinking of maybe doing a Diana and an earrings update situation. Um on an Instagram reel. I know it's going to be super controversial, but I actually like doing Instagram reels. So I think I'll post two of those on Friday. So stay tuned for that. And if anybody needs help understanding it, then you can share the reel because the reel will be under two minutes. Emily D. Baker says that this is only the tip of the iceberg and she has a lot more to go. Yeah, this is one of many cases. It is just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more to come for Erica, but it is a good step in the right direction. Zach's presentation of the facts as clear as his last rinse, hopefully. <laughs> You're crazy, Joe. They should spend money and time to go after Tom's enablers. I agree. I agree, Marianne. Um, Zach, standing firm on your own and owning it. 
Listen, that's all I know how to do, my love. Uh, good night, Mary Ann. The tip. Of course you were going to make a dirty pun out of that. Your reeks are epic. Oh, my re- my reels, I think you mean. Thank you, Norma. Okay, guys, we are going to wrap because we are already at the one-hour mark um, and we have gone over today. But I hope you enjoyed your... Um, I hope you enjoyed today's live stream or today's episode of the podcast. If you did enjoy it, you can always give us a follow or sorry, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow button on your way out on Instagram at NoFilterWithZach. Be sure to subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube and smash the like button on your way out, guys. It really does help. If you're in the replay crew, I hope you dropped a comment below. These things are super duper helpful um, to helping the channel grow, to helping the Instagram account grow, to helping the podcast grow. Um, So yes, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. You guys are always so loving and supportive. And it seems like a lot of the trolls that used to come in the lives have have filtered out. So I appreciate that. If you guys want to keep up with me, you can keep up with me at Just Plain Zach on all of the social needs. Zach, is there any possibility that we can skip Playboy Secrets and do the Meghan Markle book instead in light of the Queen's passing? We already did the Secrets of Playboy. We, I broke down all 12, 12 parts in this week's book club. So this upcoming Tuesday, we're diving straight into the Meghan Markle book. It's called Revenge. We're going to be breaking down the first five chapters of Revenge. It is the Meghan Markle book. So read the first five chapters and get ready because Tuesday, we coming in for it. Um, okay, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Um, and yeah, hit me up in those DMs. Love you. Mean it. Bye. 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 Oh my god, thank you for the super stickers. Thank you, MD. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.